Hello, I'm Mercedes Stevenson, and this is the West Block, politics, perspectives, and players. For more than a year, 250 Canadian troops have been trying to bring peace and stability to Iraq by training Iraqi forces in things like medical assistance and defusing bombs. We sat down with a man who commanded not only the Canadians in the country, but the entire NATO mission there, all 580 NATO troops, about what the mission is trying to accomplish and whether they're having success in a country that appears to be increasingly troubled. Major General Danny Fortin, who was in command of the NATO mission and 580 troops, including the Canadians, has just returned home from Iraq. Well, welcome home to Canada and welcome to the show. Thank you, Mercedes. It's great and to be here. You've spent an extensive amount of time in Iraq. You were right in Baghdad. You were heading the NATO mission there. Mm -hmm. You had a similar mission that you were involved in at a senior level in Afghanistan as well. And I think more Canadians are, are familiar with that Afghanistan mission. So can you do a bit of a compare and contrast for what that mission was like in Afghanistan versus what you were doing in Iraq? Well, there's a lot more differences and there are similarities between the situation in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, and in my experience back a uh, um, decade ago in Afghanistan was uh, with Task Force Kandahar where the problem set was completely different and the, and the type of operations were different. NATO Mission Iraq is a training and advisory mission uh, that works primarily with the Ministry of Defense. Uh, answering two requests that they made. We need help with advice, your advice on defense sector reform. We need to change, we need to adapt in the Ministry of Defense. And uh, we need help professionalize the force, uh, develop professional military education system, which means train trainers, but also establish those mechanisms in the, in the organization. That's part of what I wanted to talk to you about because there is the military training mission, but there's the broader question of how to stabilize Iraq. Right. What are the efforts beyond the schoolhouse training going on to try to ensure the continuity of that stability that you're trying to develop in the middle of what is still a country in chaos in some parts? Yeah, well, it's, um, the, the problems are multifaceted in Iraq, uh, and there are multiple stakeholders. And uh, NATO, I mean, long story short, NATO decided to, um, you know, upon request from government of Iraq, deploy this mission to, uh, in many ways, to supplement and complement uh, efforts undertaken by other uh, organizations. The coalition, the global coalition, uh, the uh, European Union advisory mission, uh, that works primarily with the Ministry of Interior, uh, other entities that work with different groups. So there was a need for, um, with Ministry of Defense, uh, for changes at the institutional level and uh, train trainers uh, in new areas, and also some of the some of the efforts from the coalition moved over to uh, fall under NATO Mission Iraq. With all due respect, we've heard the train the trainer before. We heard it in Afghanistan. We heard it in Iraq. Yeah. Neither place stabilized. Do you believe that this mission will have a different fate or a different effect? Yes. Yeah. Why? Uh, absolutely. And I've seen the change. So I'll give you a few examples. Uh, the bomb disposal school has been training people to go out and fight and defuse bombs. Uh, there are millions of unexploded ordnance across the country. And they've lost lives. They've lost, I mean, the bomb disposal experts uh, that, uh, that were uh, not trained to the level that they should. So NATO Mission Iraq and partners have trained instructors uh, with new techniques and uh, provided a rigorous program to bring them to a certain level of proficiency. And we're now at a, at a stage, uh, right now, this month, Canadians are training as part of NATO Mission Iraq the, the uh, instructors in that school for the last time 
and come January, they will run this course by themselves with Canadians uh, providing the mentorship, ensuring that they reach the internationally recognized mine action standard. That's a reality. Um, the military medical school, where now uh, NATO Mission Iraq is now mentoring military professionals in the delivery of training courses uh, for first aid and for uh, military evacuation. Something that they hadn't done, they hadn't been able to focus on because of the uh, demand uh, over the last few years fighting Daesh. See, for years, um, uh, they were really pumping brigades through a program so that they're ready to go and put into the fight in Mosul or in the north. Um, now they, you know, a year plus ago, they were able to look back and say, we need to reinvest in our school and build our own capabilities. Um, I, I could go on and on about all kinds of examples that were making, really making a difference. But if we only train trainers and don't work at the institutional level to ensure that those gains are maintained, uh, those will all go to waste. So we're working, on, uh, working with them on establishing a more robust training system um, on processes uh, for them to leverage what NATO has to offer. There have been allegations of some pretty serious human rights abuses of lethal force against civilians mm -hmm. who are out demonstrating. Did you have any concerns about working with the Iraqi government as partners mm -hmm. in light of what's been happening in Iraq? What, what often happens is uh, they're all painted with the same brush. Iraqi security forces are not a monolithic organization. There are, there are groups of groups. Uh, NATO Mission Iraq works uh, predominantly with the Ministry of Defense Forces. Um, Ministry of Defense Forces are focusing on counter-Daesh operations. They're also uh, protecting their infrastructure and their bases uh, in the city and in other locations, don't get me wrong. But they are second or third row approach to dealing with uh, protesters. It's not uh, Ministry of uh, Defense Forces, but Ministry of Interior Forces that deal, that have the responsibility to deal with uh, the protests. Um, now, that being said, on the Ministry of Defense side, one of the things that we did in terms of uh, cross-cutting themes is teach uh, rule of law, operational law, um, uh, gender uh, perspectives, inclusivity in pretty much everything that we do. And uh, together, we reworked their uh, code of conduct for the military and included in it uh, some of the um, international law perspectives that were not present at the time. So that, that is being uh, vehicled across their military. With the United States pulling special forces out of Syria, there's been concern about ISIS um, once again gaining traction. Did you see any examples of, of ISIS resurging in Iraq in your time there? Well, I didn't see examples because we, we worked uh, in the greater Baghdad area. But as a general, of course, I'm aware of the, uh, the environment and I've tracked very uh, uh, carefully what, what is happening around us. And as a general officer, I'm always concerned with force protection, the well-being of our people, and the safety of our, the conduct of our operation. Um, the uh, operations in Syria did not affect uh, NATO mission Iraq. But, but have you seen continue. ISIS gaining any more traction? Are, are you concerned that ISIS could be resurgent in the area? Uh, ISIS or Daesh is still present in the country. I, uh, Daesh still commands thousands of uh, uh, fighters. Uh, there is a resurgence of, uh, uh, or a reemergence of the insurgency in country. But the, the, the good thing is, 
government of Iraq and the Ministry of Defense Forces, as well as other uh, parts of uh, the ISF, they are very well aware of the evolution and the tactics. Um, while Daesh is no longer able to control terrain, they still pose a significant threat. So they are going after that. Uh, they're going, they are um, executing a number of security of operations across the country and going after the threat. Um, um, and they know that as a country, they need to address the underlying cause of conflict that's still present in the country. Are the ISIS fighters still trying to fly drones with explosives where the Canadians are stationed? I have not seen any evidence of that, but I'm not going to comment on particular force protection measures that we may or may not have uh, to deal with that threat. Do you see an end date on the mission? Do you see a time when not just Canada's commitment, but mm. where an international allied or NATO commitment won't be needed in the country anymore? Um, it, the operation is conditions-based. Now, what this means is there are things that we need to get done. Uh, we're there at the invitation of government of Iraq. So uh, as long as government of Iraq wants to have a NATO presence uh, for the particular things that they asked uh, help with, um, uh, we will endeavor to, to get that done. I, I'm no longer the commander, right? But I can, I can tell you that uh, we have a solid plan. Um, what I would like to see is uh, in a, the commander at the time in a position to recommend mission termination, having reached uh, the quality and the, and the quantity of instructors in the schools that we're, we were asked to work in, uh, that we have those programs in place, we have processes in place to leverage what NATO and others have to offer. Major General Forta, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. That's all the time we have. Thanks for watching. I'm Mercedes Stevenson.